You've tuned into Omega Church. We are a people hungry to encounter God through worship and His Word, being witnesses to the world around us. We pray this teaching blesses you and trust God will reveal Himself to you in a new way today. And if you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or to find out more about Omega, head to our website or Facebook page through the links below. Yeah, that's very good. Very good. Many of you are awake. That's good. <laughs> so, <coughs> Ezekiel, chapter 38, 39, form one unit. Uh, basically, they are very famous and very confusing chapters. It's very hard to pinpoint and say which countries that he's talking about. It's very difficult. But this also are the chapters that talk about a final war between the people of the kingdoms of this world against Christ. So you have these things talked about in Revelation chapter 20 as well. And uh, chapter 38 talks about the war and chapter 39 talks about the effects of the war. How their bodies will be given for food, how they will take seven months to bury the dead, and uh, there will be a team of people who, will, if they find any human bone, they'll put a sign there and the people who are going to bury will come and pick up those bones and bury them. How long they are going to take? Seven months to bury the dead. And uh, the ammunition that is used, you know, uh, in the olden days they used to have, mostly probably, I don't know what they used to have, but um, surely... The wood used, whatever, for making the weapons, they're going to gather up the wood and use it as fire for three years. They know it, nothing will be shot. There's no shortage of fuel for fire. For three years, they'll be using the weapons used in the warfare by the enemies as fuel for fire, for cooking, and for warming yourself. So these are all different things that you see in chapter 39. So the one thing that makes both the chapters, how do you know that both are... Can, Talking about the same thing, you have in verse 3, chapter 38, I am against you, O Gog. And again in verse ch chapter 39, uh, verse 1, verse 1, the Lord, sovereign Lord says, I am against you, O Gog. So who is this Gog? G-O-G, Gog. Who is this Gog? It's very hard for us to um, come to a conclusion. Just before I go into that, Let's begin with verse 1 itself where it says, The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Prophesy against them, against him, and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I am against you, O Gog. So here what we need to understand here is, first of all, um, when you read book of Ezekiel itself, it's a lot of symbolism involved. The visions of God are unique. No other prophet except Isaiah has a brief glimpse, but no other prophet in the Old Testament has seen things, the glory of God as Ezekiel has seen. And the kind of things he prophesied is just a unique guy. So when you look into all those things, so the, when the people were trying to compile the Bible, you know, that's called canon. They used to have a council, should we put it in the Bible or remove it in the Bible? When they had the discussion, they wanted to leave out Ezekiel because it is strange. The terminology is strange. 
words are strange, concepts are strange. But you also have in the New Testament, coming pretty close, the book of Revelation, which is almost like that. And this chapter 38 coincides with many details of chapter 20 of Revelation. So that's why this is called, this is describing the battle of Armageddon, the final conflict, showdown between the force of the world and force of God and the God himself. So here he says that the word of the Lord came to me. And I always tell you, when, when you see those words, your ears should tingle because they are words of God. They are words of God. They are not words of man. And interestingly, how long ago did Ezekiel prophesy all these things? Nearly more than 2,500 years. More than 2,500 years, Ezekiel has seen the vision and received the word and put it in the book form and it has not been fulfilled. Everybody say not fulfilled. So if it is not fulfilled, <clears throat> why are we studying? Because it's going to happen in the future. It is talking about future. It's not talking about the past. It's not talking about the present. It's talking about the future. So how should we understand these chapters? That's one of the big questions that we have. <clears throat> Set your face against Gog, the land of Gog. Now I have, the, I have put a kind of a slide for us to make things a little bit easier. It's in the black and white. Are you able to see some of you in the back? Is it clear? I hope it's clear. Okay, uh, it's gone up somewhere. How do I bring it down? These technical things I really don't like. They just, <laughs> it should be more easier, user friendly. Cool, thank you. So here you've got um, Magog. Magog is the name of the land or the kingdom. Gog is the name of the prince who belongs to the land of Magog. So where is it right now in the, in the, in the scheme of things when you see, where is Jerusalem here? Judah, okay? It's just a very tiny area here. And when you look up north, this is the north. So you have the Black Sea here, Magog here, the Caspian Sea here. So when you see in chapter 38, chapter 39, he, the Lord says, I will bring you from the north, farthest of the north. So who is in the farthest of the north? Here you see right now, these, all these places belong to Russia. Russia. <laughs> so... People interpret this Gog as the prince of Magog, as the uh, prince of Russia. At the moment, you don't have a prince, you've got a president. <coughs> but is that a correct interpretation? It's, it's very difficult to say. And when you look up verse 2, uh, sorry, verse 1, uh, against Gog, the land of Magog, actually... If you see it in the NIV, Ooh, where is this? Yeah. Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, prophesy against him. 
This is the standard translation of NIV, ESV, many other translations. But you also have a different translation in the New King James. It says, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, the prince of Rosh, Meshech and Tubal, and a prophesy against him. That is Ezekiel chapter 38 verse 2 in the New King James. So where is the problem coming here is the word the prince, the prince of, here it says, uh, land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech. The word chief prince, when you look into the original, it is the, um, that is where the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, but the chief prince also can be translated as Rosh. Either it is chief prince, Rosh, or some people think because Rosh sounds like Russia. You know? <laughs> it's a crazy way of connecting things. So that is how many people say it could be Russia. It could be Russia. But right now when you look into the political situation, you will see Russia and you got the two major things that are opposed to each other is Russia and the United States. There's a rivalry, Cold War, for, for many decades going on. It's going on for many decades. And the new power that's coming for uh, supremacy or wanting uh, importance is the China. And pretty close to counter the effects of China, you see India is also rising. And you've got a small player, North Korea, who's always trying to uh, uh, send different kind of missiles and you know all kinds of uh, ammunition. So they don't have food to eat, but they spend money to make the ammunition and uh, the missiles. That's a very crazy idea. You make your people starve to make missiles is no good. But why am I saying all these things is, there will be alignments happening. Countries will align together. The countries will align together with Russia, countries will align together with the United States, and the countries will align together with China and then India, you know. But India is falling in line with many other things. And you need to keep an eye on the political spectrum that's happening in the news. As you listen to it, you will know who is coming together to fight Israel. It's going to happen very soon. How long, how long, how far time we have? Not much. It will be very soon. 10 years, 20 years at the most. The whole thing will be finished. That's what I'm thinking. This is my personal view. As I'm studying the different things I think and I pray. I have to talk to you about one of the visions the Lord gave me some time ago. Um, two visions I will talk about. One, in the year 2016, one night I was praying and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, when elections happen in Israel and they cannot form the government, no, and they will reorder elections in less than six weeks, know that beginning of the end of the end times has begun. That was a thing that God fulfilled in the year 2019. They had elections. They could not form the government. After four weeks or so, they reordered elections. I was at work and I called home. I told Seema, this is what God told me three years ago. It's happened today. We have entered or stepped into the end of the end times. So now it's already four years. It's already four years. So some few months back, back again I was praying. And I see a lot of people running for shelter. It's something like a cave. They all came running and there's fear on their faces. I said, what is happening, Lord? Holy Spirit, show me what is happening. 
Then I see a old man walk in front of me. He picked up a piece of cardboard and lifted it up to my face. And I see on it written 2024. 2024. Chapter 38, 39 is going to happen very soon. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. More than 2,500 years ago, but it's never happened, but it's going to happen soon. And that is all I want you to carry this morning. How should you then live? How should you then live? You cannot be so disconnected with God. You cannot be so laid down. You cannot say, oh, I'll just go to my job, come back and cook some food and eat. I'll spend some time with my kids and I'll run around here. I'll sit down watch some Netflix or some movie. That's not the time. That's not how you spend your life. You need to be connecting with the Holy Spirit. You need to be connecting with the Word of God and pray. The, one of the messages of Ezekiel is, the Lord says, I'm looking for a man to stand in the gap. And we must be willing to stand in the gap before God and plead for mercy, plead for grace, that the world may not perish, that the people will Repent and believe in Jesus Christ. And we need to pray. And when you pray, then you receive that anointing to go and talk to someone. And when you talk, that man will believe in Jesus. So many times you, may, you must be saying, I talked to my friend, I talked to my relative, nobody listens to me, so I don't want to talk anymore. No, the time has come now when the Holy Spirit is going to be poured upon the whole world and they will believe in Jesus because so many fearful things are happening in the world. So many fearful things are happening in the world. Little more than one and a half years ago, we used to see the news every day about what is Russia doing to Ukraine. But now nobody follows the news anymore. But when the war comes to your doorstep, what are you going to do? When the war comes to your doorstep, what are you going to do? You may say, we are in New Zealand, very safe place. Not so. Not so. So, keep this in mind. This chapter 38, 39, we need to, we need to study it, we understand it. But what can we do? Nothing more. Actually, there's nothing much common people can do about it. Cannot, I, I looked for something to say. My friends, this is what the word of God is telling you to do. There's nothing much. What is going to happen in chapter 38 is this king, the Gog, prince of Gog, who is a prince of Magog, he is also prince of Tubal and Meshech. You see here the places, Ararat, Magog, Gomer is here, Meshech is here, Tubal is here, Beth Togama is here, and Aram is here, that is Syria. And you got uh, this place, Kush is here. And then you have this upper Nile region is here. <clears throat> so you got Libya somewhere, next somewhere here is in this area, as Libya is here. This put, P-U-T, put, some people, some translations use P-H-H-U-T, put, but it's both the same. P-U-T, P-H-U-T, it's the same thing, put. So what exactly is happening here is, the Israel is so tiny here, so tiny, I will tell you how big it is. It is, Israel is 470 kilometers in length and about 85 miles or 135 kilometers across at the widest point. At the narrowest point is only about 14 kilometers. If you have a bike, in 10 minutes you can cross from one end to the other end. 
so it's a very small, tiny when you see this you hardly can see uh, uh, israel map here you know it is this is just little this this black point here this this little dark thing that is israel and look at the mega coming from north and then you got uh, syria it is just uh, uh, very close by in the north aram that is syria is very close here and you got all these countries are coming from the southwest from the west from the north from the east it is going to attack from all sides they are going to gather up in jerusalem and attack it and what are the chances of survival for a small tiny country like israel it takes few minutes in a war plane is flying over across the across uh, israel they ha- they hardly have they say the defense experts say they have only few minutes if they think there's a missile coming before it hits is israel they only have few minutes one or two minutes before that they have to uh, switch on their uh, defense system to counter attack and finish it off in the air that is why you have one of the most advanced um uh, system uh, to track the missiles and intercept them in the air you have it with israel and every country in the world wants to buy the system for them because it's very effective its effectiveness is more than 90% more than 90% so i am not surprised that god has given wisdom to israel a tiny nation which can be blown away by any small wind and god is sustaining it at the end when you look into the book of the, i mean chapter 38 of ezekiel what you will see is that god will fight for israel who will fight god will fight for israel and finish of everybody every opposition will be finished so here you see persia ethiopia libya are with them coming from the far north ezekiel chapter 38 was 15 gog also had allies to the west persia to the south ethiopia to the east libya of israel and gomer and all its troops the house of togarma from the far north they are all coming together most regard gomer as a people from cappadocia in modern turkey the house of togarma is often regarded as the armenian people to the north of israel so this is all the countries that are mentioned is hard to track them down but one thing that you need to understand is it is being attacked from the north which is the main force and everybody aligns with that main force it could be russia or it could be someone else new we don't know we really don't know but mostly it is interpreted as russia so you go with it or you don't want to go with it that's up to your choice because i do not have an informed information to give you about it i am praying last night i prayed god show me show me show me i didn't hear anything but i know that this is going to happen because it is spoken of again in revelation chapter 20 but some people think it cannot be the same because the details of revelation 20 are not exactly like the re- chapter 38 of ezekiel there is variation in it because of the variation they think there are two different separate wars so when is this going to happen that's the next question we have to answer when will ezekiel 38 war happen So some people think it could happen before the uh, tribulation period, and some people think it's going to happen midway after the uh, the tribulation time, and some people think it's going to happen at end time. 
end of the seven-year period. But we know that it is going to be, uh, other, other opinion is it's going to happen after a thousand-year reign of Christ on earth, after the millennium, these forces are going to, that is what you see in the book of Revelation. After 1,000 years of reign, this battle of Armageddon is going to happen and the nations will gather against the people of God and they come to attack Israel. The, what is funniest thing that surprises me is after 1,000 years of reign of Christ, rule of Christ, the nations are coming together to attack Israel. Nothing has changed in their mind. After 1,000 years of rain, I tell you many Christians are also today like that. God's grace is poured out, mercy is poured out, but their mind is not touched. They still resist God. No good. No good. So that is only symbolic of that what, what you see in the world also, the same spirit is there in the world. Even though Christ is ruling for 1,000 years, their mind is not touched, their heart is not touched. They are coming together to fight Israel after 1,000 years of rain. So when, when it's going to happen, should we really bother about it? Not much. Because what are we going to contribute? Nothing. But what you can do is live a holy life. What can you do? Live a holy life. Secondly, be connected with God. Be in sync with God. Be in step with God. Be in, I would say, um, so tuned with God. And his voice. I tell you one thing about God that is always true is our God is a God who speaks. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. Can that word come to you? Can that word come to you? Say it loud. Yes. Let the word of the Lord come to me. Say it. Let the word of the Lord come to me. And is God just sitting there to say, oh, these guys have said, I let the word come. No, I'm going to send the word. You need to pay the, pay the price, the sacrifice of your time. If you're busy with many other things other than listening to the voice of God, you're not going to hear the voice. You need to set aside time to say, like Abraham had a set time. He was like living like a king when he was not even a king. He had a lot of cattle. He had got a lot of servants, thousands of servants at his command. And a trained force of nearly 300, 400, or 600, I forget the number now. Uh, he had his own people who were ready for war. And such a busy man. He had businesses to care for, fields to take care, cattle to take care, so much of I mean, wealth to manage. But he set aside a time to stand in the presence of God and speak to God. And God spoke back to him. I tell you, it's a discipline. If you are busy, and no time for God, God has no time for you. This is the coolest message I can give you. You say, I have no time for God. God says, I have no time for you. But the word of the Lord will come to you when you are ready to receive it. It can be today. Tonight, before you hit the bed, you kneel down and say, God, let your word come to me. As it came to Abraham, as it came to Moses, as it came to Isaiah, as it came to Jeremiah, as it came to Daniel, as it came to Ezekiel, as it came to Zechariah, Malachi, Micaiah, so many prophets. Let your word come to me. Last of all, it came to um, John the Baptist. The word of the Lord came to John the Baptist. But afterwards, when the Holy Spirit poured out, it is for everybody. Say everybody. The word of the Lord is for everybody. But do you want to receive it? 
These are the end times. Those who receive the word, those who will hear the voice of the Lord, are the ones who will know what to do tomorrow. If the war breaks out, if there's a nuclear explosion, what to do? If you begin to hear the voice of God, he will guide you. He will warn you. He may tell, don't go out tomorrow in the field because it's going to fall there. But if you don't have time for him, don't blame him tomorrow when, the, when you are out on the field and the bomb falls on you. Don't blame him. He didn't tell me. Why will he tell you if you are not wanting to listen? So I encourage you to tune with the Holy Spirit who wants to speak to you, who wants to speak to you, who wants to guide you. That is all we need to know in the end times. Which countries are fighting? Don't worry about it. When is it going to happen? Also don't worry about it. Let it not trouble your heart. Don't become anxious about it. There are so many Christians, when they think about the end time and all this kind of news, they are filled with fear. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? How am I going to live? If you are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you don't need to worry. You don't have to have anxiety and fear because you are fellowship with the creator of King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the creator of the whole world. You are in fellowship with him and he will treat you like an apple of his eye. Nothing he will allow you to touch, touch you. But you need to be in that place, become apple of his eye. You become his apple of his eye, then nobody can touch you. No bomb, no bullet will touch you. Secondly, when you see the details of I mean, all the countries that are mentioned there, I think, including Rosh or including the Prince of Gog or Gog, is seven nations. Seven nations are mentioned there. I'll just quickly go through the list. Uh, it says Gog, Prince of Rosh, Meshach, Tubal, and then you have Persia, Kush, that is northern part of uh, northern part of um, northern Africa, Put, and then you got uh, Gomer, Bedkru, Togarma. And then one word there says is, the many nations with you. The many nations with you. That's the key word to understand. There will not be only seven nations together. There will be many more nations. Many more nations. That seven is, in the scripture, stands for a perfect number. To describe it. So the opposition is described as a perfect number of seven nations. But there will be more than that. If you keep looking and tomorrow you have got 10 nations, don't say, oh, that's not no, Ezekiel 38. There are seven nations only. No, there are many more nations with it. So don't worry about the detail. Just keep the detail in your mind. There are many more nations. Next thing that you need to keep in mind is that, um, verse 7, get ready, be prepared. This is the warning to, the prince, uh, the, to Gog, the prince of Magog. God is saying, get ready, be prepared. Why is he saying that to the, that nation? Because a prophecy has been given 2,500 years ago. But now when it's going to happen, that, na that nation, whether it's Russia or some other nation, has to get ready. In the Hebrew, when, I, when you look in, it says, prepare, be prepared. So that is, there is an, um, there is an injunction or a command for Russia to get ready be prepared. Why? You and all your hosts gathered about you 
and take command of them. After many days, you will be called to arms. In future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war. So these are the two things that you need to understand here. One thing it says, after many days, in future years, 2,000 years, 2,500 years are past, and the time for the fulfillment is very near. Everybody say, very near. It's going to happen. Already there's so much is happening. You may not see with your eyes what the news channels show you. Beyond that, lines are being formed. Alliances are being formed. Countries are aligning themselves together. And they are becoming two different groups. Sometimes you may think there are more than two groups. But when you go deeper into it, you will know who they are aligned with. For business purpose, for the sake of money, for the sake of petrol, for the sake of wheat, for the sake of all these things, different things will happen. Even though you have an enemy relationship with some country, you still will do business. Why? Because you need food to buy. You need to buy petrol. So you will do business. But deeper down, when you put your finger and uh, probe, you will know with whom they are going to align. That's why we need to know a little bit of politics. Read the news. <laughs> read the news. Don't say, I'm a Christian, I don't want to read news. If you want to be an informed Christian, you must read the news. Because that will help you to understand the scripture. How the forces are being formed in the world. Next thing that we need to understand here is that many nations, they will come to the mountains of Israel. What is this mountains of Israel? It's another way of saying, land of Israel. So don't get confused just because you see extra words. Oh, what does it mean? It just simply means it's Israel, nation of Israel. They are going to come against the nation of Israel. And then what will happen? Which had been long desolate. They had been brought out from the, from the nations and now all of them live in safety. You and all your troops and many nations with you will go up, advancing like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land. So what is the strategy they are going to do is, they are going to come like, advancing like a storm and they'll cover like a cloud. As I told you, Israel is a very small country. A big cloud can easily cast a shadow over all of that nation. Even our New Zealand is not very big. If the big storm comes and hits one part, it can go through the other part. <laughs> left to right, right to left. So it's not very... And Israel is more small, more tiny. So it's going to happen. And the strategy of the enemy is they want to come like a storm, like a cloud, and defeat the nation. And then what happens? This is what the sovereign Lord says. On that day, everybody say, on that day. On that day has not happened until these 2,500 years. It's going to happen very soon. On that day, when the battle is going to happen, thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme. Thoughts will come into your mind, you will devise, you will devise evil scheme. So this Gog is going to devise evil scheme. And what he will do, you will say. Who will say? Gog will say. And the other nations will say. I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful, unsuspecting, unsuspecting people. All of them living without walls and without gates and bars. I will plunder and loot and turn my hand against the resettled ruins and the people gathered from the nations, rich in livestock and goods, living in the center of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tashish and all our villages will say to you, have you come to plunder 
Have you gathered your host to loot, to carry off silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, and to seize much plunder? This is what other small countries surrounding Israel are going to say. How have you come to do these things to her? So this is what is going to happen. They will come to loot, plunder, take away everything. And what, how is Israel, uh, Israel depicted here? It's, it's a nation that's been regathered. A nation that's been regathered. Like Israel has been scattered everywhere because of their disobedience. God took them away, resettled them in the land of Babylon, Assyria, so many other places. So you have what you call it, a lost ten tribes. They're scattered all over the world. But everyone who says that he is a descendant of Israel will like to come back to Israel. So now many thousands of others are coming. So what are they doing? They're making, wherever there are no, nothing is, high, nothing is there, they are constructing buildings and resettling the land and people in the land. So now you see in Israel, a lot of building act activities up. And they're trying to seize as much land as possible because they do not have the land that's, that is promised to Abraham. They don't have it now. The only time it had, they had that land that God promised them was during the time of David, King David. And it continued in the, in the time of Solomon. But afterwards, the kingdom got divided into northern kingdom and southern kingdom. And northern kingdom went into captivity. After 140 years, southern kingdom went into captivity. It's all reduced to nothing. But for many years, it was desolate until 1940. Seven or 48, they got their independence. And Israel became a nation. And now it is going to prosper. How is this prosperity described here? They are going to have everything they need. Again, resettled ruins, people gathered from the nations, rich in livestock, goods, living in the center of the land. Living in the center of the land. That is actually navel. The center is like a navel of the land. Like center, you know, you have got a navel. So Jerusalem is called the center of the world. Is it really the center of the world? You ask Google. <laughs> what is the center of the world? They say there's a place in Turkey which is center of the world. So why is Jerusalem called center of the world? Because God says that's the center of the world. God chose Jerusalem to put his name there. And there was a temple which had the glory of God dwelling there in Shekinah glory, in the Holy of Holies. Because God says this is the center of the, center of the whole earth, it is the center of the whole world. Who says it? God says it. Secondly, when Christ comes back, where is he going to come? On the Mount Olives. On the Mount Olives. That is where he's going to land, his two feet on the mount. It is the center of the world. Why? That is the place he visited. That's the place he was born. That's the place he reigned. That's the place he has chosen. And he kept his eye upon it. And he has not taken his eye off. Even though church is the modern Israel now, his eye is still upon Israel. He will protect it. And because of the nations are going to come to fight against it, he's going to dispossess them. He's going to destroy them. He's going to establish his kingdom. And nobody can resist it. Now what is the, I don't know whether it's anticlimax. When you read chapter 38, 
you are going to think okay now god is going to make israel very strong israel will fight all the nations is going to destroy no that's not the strategy god has what is the strategy god has first strategy is he will send confusion in the in the in the camp of the enemies they will fight each other and finish it off is it the first time it is happening no it has happened in the past several times when the nations came together to fight against israel god would send a spirit of confusion they killed each other until no one is left and israel has to go and loot the dead bodies without raising a sword against anybody god in the end time is going to do the same thing he will use that as a number one strategy they will kill each other how is it going to happen he is going to bring an earthquake in israel and so much of earthquake that only the enemies will be affected but not the israelites how is it going to happen i don't know it's going to happen and when that earthquake comes and then he is going to send sulfur burning sulfur like in sodom and gomorrah it's going to happen again you know what the plagues that god brought in egypt similar things are going to happen in the end times why they need to remind people that god is the one who is fighting israel fighting against uh, the enemies of israel he is going to repeat the mighty works earthquake will come there'll be storms hailstones and if there's a big hailstone the size of a, let's say 100 kilo and hits a soldier even he is holding a um, uh, something to fire on the sh- uh, shoulder uh, missile whatever is fired from the shoulder if the hail is going to fall upon him will he be alive <laughs> no chance you can have the best of the defense equipment to uh, to intercept the missiles but when the hail comes and falls on it what is that going to do god will use nature to fight against the force of darkness that are going to come together against israel is that cool news is that cool news when you are watching a movie you will expect certain things how it is going to end you know and sometimes it doesn't end the way you expect it and it is going to be the same the end time war is coming this time is so brief it's not possible to cover do justice for everything my aim is to create interest in you that you will go home and study the scripture again read 38 39 of ezekiel read chapter 20 of revelation and sit together and think compare the passage and say holy spirit teach me help me to understand what is going to happen pray wait if god gives you a revelation rejoice and share it with the church because god wants to speak the word of the lord came to ezekiel it will come back to you again if you are willing to listen and if you have got time for god god has time for you and we need many prophets in this in these times we need more prophetic voices we need more prophetic voices and that will happen only with those people who have time for god do you have time for god if you have time for god god has time for you his word will come to you and you will not perish with you will not perish with everyone so there's so much more to talk about but our time is running out i i will see if i am led i will deal with it next week again uh but otherwise i had a dream this morning that i was preaching on psalms so probably i may go towards psalms again because i always ask god lord what should i preach what's next what's next and god somehow guides i think my mind will go back we have done a series on psalms before but not every psalm 
important ones are dealt. More than hun, uh, more than hundred songs we have, up to hundred songs we have finished it. So I'll carry on from there. And if you want to listen to the previous songs that we have dealt with, they are there on the podcast. Uh, quite a few of them are on the podcast. Some may not be there because we didn't begin to put them on podcast. So some must be lost. Uh, but we will do our best. And do grab those psalms because they're very encouraging. And you, your world will change. The way you look at scripture will change. So do listen to them. And as the Lord guides me, I'll bring the word next week. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Rahare kaharabharano, mahasandakarano, bandasastaro, savarano, shakare, raho, maha, 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 reke sekere sahabharasokoroni. That war is going to be a big war. But if you believe in me, if you trust in me, you don't need to worry. Whether you are alive, whether you are dead, I will raise you up when I, when I appear in the sky with my angels, the trumpet blast. So my child, let not fear grip you. We have stepped into the end times, but not anxiety grip you. Anxiety and fear, they are not from me, says the Lord. So let your heart be cheerful. Trust in me. I am God of the living and the dead. And I'm going to raise you up. The world events are so powerful. Your power of your strength, your, your own arms will not be able to protect you. But if you trust in me, I will lead you safely, says the Lord. Rahani Marasando, Basta Shakta Kuroni, Rava Shakta Kurono, Rabohori Sandro, Sahara Rekere, Behemanda Shakta Kuroni, Moka Shakta Karasandarano, Bohorosto Kuroni. The Lord says, You still have time to hear my voice. As I spoke to Ezekiel and to my prophets, I will speak. I have not stopped speaking. And here am I. I want to speak to you, my son, my daughter. Do you have time for me? Ask the Lord. Father, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want God be your important person in your life, and you want to hear his voice, and you want to set aside time for prayer and study of the word, just stand where you are. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to become your teacher and your guide, and to give you revelation. Just stand where you are. And that's what you want to do. I am going to ask the Holy Spirit to, to become your teacher and your guide. In the authority of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Yeshua. I bless everyone who is standing up saying, I have time for God. Because God says, I have time for you. Oh, we praise you, God. Because your word will come to your children. And the written word is what you will use to give us revelation and light. So in the name of Holy, in the name of Jesus, Yehoshua, I command right now that your ears be open to hear the voice of God. The eyes be open to see wonderful things from his scripture. And I pray for a spirit of revelation to alight upon you and to rest upon you. Come Holy Ghost. 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 Let a glory come. 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 Touch your children now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for touching your children. Bless them abundantly. 
We are in the end times, but your hand is upon us. We praise you, God Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Omega. If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or simply to find out more, please head to our website or Facebook page in the links below.